bayou. Find your favorite fishing pole. Find out where's the next honey hole. Only on the top rod fishing show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry, along with Ricky Watkins. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, for our weekly fishing and hunting show, uh, welcome to Kane Radio on the FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of the show is to keep our listeners updated with fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana and stories around the USA and the world. And, of course, uh, Rick, uh, we're here each uh, Friday uh, because of these fine people. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, and Home Run Pizza. And if you'd like to give us a call, the number is 337 367 one two four zero. You can also listen to us online at www.kane1240.com, anywhere in the world. And if you have an Alexa, just say Alexa, play Kane twelve forty. You may also listen to us on Kane Radio on any accessible internet device. We're live here at the studios at one zero seven West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, Rick, which is open. Yes, sir. And freshwater, saltwater fishing. Ricky, what you hear? Tony, I took a little ride last uh, Sunday just to take a break from everything to Spanish Lake. It's a beautiful little lake. Well, say a little lake, good-sized lake. And uh, just rode around, you know, spoke to a, a couple of people, and they was telling me that uh, when the weather was better a few days before, we had all that rain, and then it got real cold. And it, but it warmed up Sunday, and it was a bluebird. But the fish really wouldn't cooperate in the Sunday, they were telling me. And uh, so it's starting to, if, if the weather will, you know, will get, it's going to get better soon. And uh, they were catching a few. So as the weather gets better, it should get a lot better in Spanish Lake. And uh, looking at the basin, it's up right now. And um, the lake, they, they got a big tournament coming up next weekend in the lake. And, uh, you know, the lake will be getting hit pretty hard a few few weeks from now, which is it's fishing time. It's fishing oh, yeah. season. Uh, oh, yes. So, you know, it's, it's almost that time, you know. Anyway, Rick, uh, with that, too, uh, we see that uh, – I tell you what, Rick, you can look at the Bayou Tesh and see yeah. how high it is with all the rain, too. I and, heard the uh, lake is very high, Tony. It's, it's, I call it the swamp. It's, it's up over the banks, you know, in like Coon Slough, Sandy Cove. It's all up in the uh, cypress trees. And uh, and then with the water being cold, you know, it, it's still we had some cool, some cold days this time of year still ahead of us so it's going to be a while before you know the lake really uh but it, it'll get better as the it days should. days are getting longer and it'll warm up you know i know i had to make a journey to uh, baton rouge for a funeral saturday morning and uh boy the water is hot yeah the though. basin's hot oh yeah. yes indeed which it I, is I consider henderson part of it you know, you know yeah. and when i crossed the bridge over the uh mississippi i yeah. I, I forgot to take a look and see if the kid is uh, covered back up I was over there again. Monday, Tony. It is. It's okay. up. Okay. Yeah. The water is up again. Right. Because oh, yeah. it was down. Uh, now you say that, it's floating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> on a dry dock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, or it's, uh, it's it's pretty much secured too, yeah. in that regard. Oh, yeah. Also want to mention, before we really get going into uh, uh, fishing and hunting show, yeah. uh, want to dedicate this show today to a longtime fisherman in this area yep. who passed away last week. We weren't aware of his passing yeah. uh, until over the weekend. Right. It was Jerry Bouton. And Jerry, uh, yep. well, Ricky, you and I know, he led the Iberia Rod and Gun Club uh, did, Tony. for many, many yeah. years. And, uh, of course, uh, Jerry came to some failing health about eight or nine years ago and uh, yeah. was uh, ended up being secured at one of the uh, assisted or facilities uh, here. And uh, it's just a sad to see. Uh, oh, yeah. 
He's always Jeff, smiling. Too. Oh yeah, always an avid fisherman. Too. Yep. Did a lot for a lot of many people. Many tournaments too. that we threw in the lake and that I fished on it. He weighed a many of my fish. Always, Rick, how's it going? No, super nice guy. And yeah, Jerry, Jerry yeah. will be missed. Yep. He, uh, he, he, he was a very right guy yep. club for probably a good. 15, 20 bunch years. Of years. You know, yeah, you're right. And uh, got a lot of people involved in it, too, uh, over the years. And uh, with his passing, yeah. uh, I'm sorry shame. to hear that. Yeah. But uh, Jerry Bouton, uh, one of the uh, longtime uh, fishermen here in this area, both salt and freshwater, right. Right. you know, did it all. Yeah. So uh, with that, uh, wanted to uh, remind folks of his passing. Anyway, uh, and again, the river stage in Butler Rose. And, you know, any idea when they're going to finish the little bridge over uh, to cross in from uh, the Henderson area into uh, uh, Butler Rose? Ah, Tony, I, I, I know don't it's even, been shut down for a while it's now. Been, it's been you a while. You can't go that way. Yeah. I used to love to take oh, yeah. a Sunday afternoon That's, drive. And, when I go to uh, Baton Rouge, I have a place over there. I go get a lot of my kitchenary stuff for home run. But uh, I told, I always take, I call it the scenic route, Tony. Yeah. Now they finally did finish, and they took the red light down off. Oh, they of, did. Off of the okay. left. Oh, yeah, they it's did. nice. Okay. They did, did a, a good job. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I love passing that way. You know, it's I call it the scenic route. There's no no red lights, and uh, you know, it's just it's it's a. Uh, it's a good way to to, to go to uh, hit Henderson and hit I ten, you know. Yeah, you're right yeah. about that. So, but yeah, they're still working on it. Uh, okay. I see the big crane on the other side of the levee. So, okay, yeah. Anyway, that you know, it was an old bridge yeah. there for oh, many years. Oh Lord, yeah, yeah. I th- and correct me if I'm wrong. On one a one lane one bridge, lane. Too. Yeah. one of the last yeah, it, ones. It was it was one old of the last tone. ones yeah. in the state of Louisiana, right? And if my memory serves correct, got to be yeah. Anyway, want to let people know that the FS. The SFA uh, Red uh, Fish Tournaments, uh, it's that time of year again, and uh, they've got uh, registration forms going out. So if you want to pull up uh, their website and see, uh, they hope to see everyone March 25th to start the year off with a bang. So uh, anyway, they have the rules. You can pull that up. I I did that also. They have some rules here for them and all. And uh, they, uh, you know, the entry fees and all, uh, basically there's an entry fee of $100 per event, per boat, a maximum of five members per boat. Registration will be completed the morning of the tournament. Registration will end at 5.50 a.m., folks. Okay. you got to get up early and get out there. Oh, yeah. And all boats may be subject to a random boat inspection prior to the start of the tournament. The March tournament hours will be from 6.30 a.m. to 3.30 uh, due to daylight savings time. And, uh, and all boats may be a minimum of 15 feet in length. The maximum horsepower for all outboards used in the tournament should not exceed the horsepower limitation set by the United States Coast Guard. Right. So uh, if you want to get in there with some competitive red fishing, uh, redfish fishing, yeah, they, uh, uh, they're the people to see. Oh, so yeah. uh, anyone, uh, if you want to give uh, uh, Brooks Amy a call, and I'll repeat this number a couple of times, uh, if you would need to hustle up some uh, a pen and some paper, a pencil and paper. Of course, the area code is 337. The number is 316 Eight one seven five. That number again. Of course, our area code is three three seven. The prefix is three one six, and then the number is eight one seven five. So three three seven three one six eight one seven five. So it's a great tournament too. Oh yeah. Uh, a lot of interest in that. A lot of good times, and I'll meet some people and uh, just enjoy the tournament and all. So uh, if you're interested, you get involved in the uh, old tournament uh, with the uh, redfish. And it's been going on for a few years, too, uh, Rick. Yep. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I know a lot of the guys that fish at. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, right. In the meantime, uh, I had a nice article in the Iberian recently about our our man, uh, Caleb Summerall. Yep, Caleb. You know, he's into his sixth year with the Bassmaster Elite Series. And uh, 
he just he'd like to win a big tournament, you know, and I think that would be nice for him too, uh, uh, Rick. And you know, win one for me, he said for sure. I'd love to win one, and he said that a few weeks ago. And it may be easier for him to focus on the object because he's comfortably settled in as an elite. Right. And I know it takes a lot of work, two sponsors and everything, and traveling all over the south, I guess, uh, in the country. Yeah. Uh, with that, so. Uh, Anyway, he said, I don't have any worry about getting cut. I need to worry about ste- uh, stepping it up. And uh, also, uh, the berth that still eludes him after fishing three Bassmaster Opens. So he'll be a spectator and uh, work for the booths and sponsors. And uh, his 2023 Bassmaster Elite Series Tournament Opener will be uh, from February 16th to the 19th at Lake Okeechobee, Okeechobee in, yep. in Okeechobee, Florida. So it's one of those four tournament sites he'll be fishing this season for the first time ever. So... Anyway, uh, he recently said plans uh, to leave uh, New Iberia this coming Saturday and towing his new Express uh, 250 Yamaha show so uh, a day before the official practice starts so in Lake Okeechobee. So I uh, want to wish him well, too. Yeah. And uh, he's one of these fishermen, uh, still a young guy and all. He's 36 years yeah, old. Yeah, 36. Yep. And uh, uh, just uh, trying to get that going. Of course, the following weekend, he's got a second stop over in uh, Lake Seminole in Bainbridge, Georgia, February yep. 23rd to the 26th. So, South uh, Georgia, yeah. He, he's going to be busy, too, Rick, in that regard. Yep. So we wish him the best. Okeechobee is a flipping lake, Tony. Now, when I say flipping, it's uh-huh. pitching. We call it flipping, pitching. And that's Caleb. Caleb is strong in pitching and flipping. So hopefully Caleb, Caleb will do well in that first tournament. Yeah, and uh, we wish him the best. So I'd uh, like to get him maybe one time. He's not too busy. Well, if I can ever, it's hard for me to. I see him every now and then, but do now it's, he's going to be busy for a while. Oh, so, yes. yeah. So, oh, but yes. eventually I'll, I'll, I'll catch him and we'll we'll get him on the show. Yeah, and, and see what works for him, what doesn't work. That's what, it. What's his good things, oh, yeah. bad things. What's, uh, anyway, just get a perspective from him right. with p- fishing in the big-time tournaments. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. That's what it's all about. Anyway, we talked about this a lot, this subject, you know, about with the speckled trout as the sea yeah. trout they uh, mentioned. Right. And uh, the, uh, this here, uh, I just would quickly, I'm going to go over, and then we're going to talk about it. Uh, we have an article that uh, I found about the uh, the, the speckled trout being, uh, they're not going to necessarily go to the new regs they've set forth. The new trout regs put on hold after the legislative committee nixes the lower size limit proposal uh of course, the speckled trout issue, the move by the fisheries managers to reduce the daily limit, increase the minimum keeper size, hits a snag, and that was uh, Wednesday ago when the Joint Senate and House Natural Resource Committees nixed the plan. The move proposed uh, in 2022 was to mandate per angler 15 trout per day limit. The fishermen could keep only trout measuring a minimum of 13 and a half inches. The existing regulation, of course, is 25 a day and 12-inch right. minimum. The Joint Committee sent the proposal back to the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and called for a new plan. Of course, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife uh, Marine Fisheries staff called the changing the regs after studies showed Louisiana trout populations have dwindled to the point where the staff believe the reductions in take and size could help increase the speckled trout numbers. A number of marine fisheries biologists disagree with the proposal, mostly because of increase in the minimum size limit would increase the pressure on keeping larger female fish capable of producing more eggs than smaller fish. And the increased pressure, the opponent said, would negate the st- state biologist uh, uh, statement that larger female trout, which make up the majority of the stock, have a chance to go through two spawning cycles while the smaller females more likely will only spawn once before being allowed in a fisherman's daily catch, too, Rick. And we all know 
uh, even with the bass, yeah. that, uh, you know, it's the, 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 the bigger the fish, the, the more opportunity. I've seen you throw back a lot of nice uh, females, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with eggs, yeah. uh, just to uh, keep that core going. And uh, right. I, I don't know, uh, somebody got to the legislatures. Uh, the, they had to, the, You know, and yeah. uh, uh, the speckled trout will fall to its lowest numbers ever in Louisiana. So uh, among the most popular fish, and it's my favorite eating fish, uh is a speckled trout, uh, yeah. uh, and it's reached its lowest populations level ever recorded, according to experts who monitor their numbers. The state lawmakers last uh, week rejected the proposal to protect the species with tightened regulations. Yeah. And we all know that uh, 25 specks per day with 12 inches long, I mean, yeah, you know, a good guide takes somebody out there. Two or three guys at a time. That's right, and twice a day. I mean, yeah. y- y- man, you're talking about a lot of fish, too. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, how many fillets of speckled trout uh, in your icebox or a freezer or, fr- or freezer or whatever the case may be? I mean, that's a lot of speckled trout, man. Yeah, that's and a hundred. You're right, Tony. I just don't understand because when they opened, well, it wouldn't Toledo being open back in 71, 1970, 71. But when they opened uh, Sam Rayburn, Lake Fork, the, uh, they had a slot limit, okay? So what they're trying to do is get these fish up to a certain size, so without that slot limit, how how you gonna you know? I just I don't know. I don't. I, maybe they know what you know. I don't understand what they what I they're don't looking either. for. Because uh, if you have larger numbers and you're throwing back these 12 inch fish, you know they're going to be able to also reproduce. But then you have greater greater numbers of fish also. You know? Yeah, it's just anyway. Com- I, to me, it's just common sense. Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't either. And uh, yeah, you know, from 25 to 15. That, that's, uh, you know, 30 fillets. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's a good-sized speckled trout if you're catching, you know, two yeah. or three pounders. Yeah. I mean, Because uh, I, anyway. I know in the basin, Tony, when they put the slot on it for a while after Hurricane Andrew, it didn't take long for the fish to uh, to regenerate, you know. Yeah, and they then, had, then you can adjust your, your slot, you know. And they had devastation, oh, too, yeah. uh, with and the fish floating the all over the place yeah. back after. Uh, yeah, Lake Dotry was bad. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, Senator Brent Allaire from Franklin uh, said he received calls from recreational anglers opposing the rural limits. I, I don't know. He, he stated, I would hope that we could uh, look for some other measures that are proactive besides cutting back on the recreational fishing, Allaire said whose district includes St. Mary, Ports of Assumption, Terrebonne, and the Fush Parishes, but by well, far. Yeah, you see, Tony, further further to the east, uh, their, their fishery, I find, is, is better saltwater-wise than we are over here, you know, in the bay, because uh, you, you hear of a nice speck every now and then coming out of Amelian Bay, but you hear of a lot more, you know, bigger specks coming from the from the, the eastern side uh, towards uh do lag, do large, and all of that, you know. So, oh, anyway, yeah. that's that's just my opinion. Yeah, anyway, wildlife and fisheries officials said recreational fishing accounts for more than 99% of the entire speckled trout harvest in Louisiana. Right. goes on to state in this uh, article that some boat owners in Louisiana have become licensed charter captains who make full-time living uh, charging a fee and taking people out on uh, what often expensive boats outfitted with high-tech gear. Some charter companies have fleets of multiple boats with crews and deckhands that locate the fish. The bait, the hooks, take care of most of the work that comes with the fishing. Yep. It's not uncommon for a charter group of four anglers to catch 100 specks in a single morning. And right there, that's 200 fillets. 200 fillets, yeah. You know, so, uh, and wildlife and fisheries conducted two assessments that measured the specks, trout populations in the state waters over multiple years, and they found they've been declining steadily yeah. in the past uh, 13, 14 years. Now, Tony, 
for instance, okay, fishing is a sport, right? Correct. So if we go out there, it's just like trophy hunting. We're looking for a big fish. So if we kill this fish at 12 or 14 inches, you know, like our bass fish, if I kill that fish at two pounds, how is it going to make? I call it 11 and a half a uh, year and a half ago. How, yeah. how is that fish going to ever grow? You know, I just don't. I'm not saying ever fish will grow, you know, up to being that, that big of a fish, but if you kill it at two pounds, it'll never make 11 pounds, you know. That's right. Anyway, quickly, the state's current uh, creel and size limits have remained the same, unchanged since 1988. Biologists established at 12-inch minimum because most speckled trout reach sexual maturity at that size and giving about half the female's chance to spawn at least once before they end up in an ice chest. Right. You know, and roughly 83% of the specks caught by anglers are females because they grow faster than males. Right. And currently only 6% of the female specks are spawning in Louisiana, while other states are seeing spawning rates between 20 and 35%. Increase the size limit to 13 and a half inches would give no, nearly all females a chance to spawn. During the summer, it takes about a month for a speck to grow from 12 inches to 13 and a half, okay. which is about three months during the winter. And several lawmakers asked fisheries officials, why wasn't this the first time that we're hearing about this low levels of speckled trout? Wildlife and fisheries have been pushing for the new limits for several years. Yep. But to change or adopt the new regulations, the agency must first get approval from the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Commission, then the legislature. And then, Tony, if you look, I guarantee you all of the states with the better numbers, their creel limit is a lot lower than Ooh, ours. Oh, absolutely. You I see? Think, so that right there tells you, you know. Well, over in the uh, Cameron Parish area, uh, the creel limits are a little different. It's 15, and I can't recall the limit. Uh, right. It might have been 13 inches. Yeah. And they have a pretty nice uh, fishing yeah. over there in the Cameron Parish off the coast when yeah. they're not fighting off hurricanes. Yeah. Uh, but right. in the meantime, uh, people should take heed of that. Yeah. You know? well, maybe they'll... They'll look at it and, you know. Uh, you know, I mean, you have limits with redfish and things of that nature. And uh, yeah. uh, anyway, uh, it's just, uh, uh, I think, a, f- a, f- a foreseeable future if you want to see the continuation. Of course, I can remember the days when there are no creel limits. You used to bring in 75 specs yeah, and you know, things those, like that. Yeah, but you've got days, a lot more fishermen today, Tom. Yeah, those, a lot more pressure on yeah, the fish. You're yeah, you're right about that. So, uh, so you got to kind of take care of your species. You anyway, know. Uh, one other thing, uh, captains, of course, all oppose this, the limits and all. And uh, Richard Fisher, the executive director of the Louisiana Charter Boat Association, said his organization is opposed to the 13-and-a-half-inch size limit but would support the 15-fish uh, creel limit if the agency would agree to keep the current 12-inch size. So there's some give and take there. Fisher also said he heard from many charter boat captains in Lafourche and Terrebonne parishes who said they rarely see specs above 12 inches anymore, and the 13-and-a-half-inch size would hurt their business. So... Uh, yes and no. It may, it yeah, may, you know, for maybe a year or so, Tony. But there you go again. Like I said, if you want to catch and release, that's you know, if you want to build your fishery, you have to catch and release. You have, you, ha- right. you have to. Yeah, and you know, a lot of these boat captains go out there with these uh, big nets too, and uh, yeah, uh, they do they do a little of that too. So uh, interesting. Uh, you know, of course, like to see something done. I don't want to see the. Uh, Specs go away. Another issue too is the Mad Hayden, the pogey. Yeah, that's their their uh, big, putting a lot uh, of pressure on them too. Oh yeah, especially with the charter boat captains coming with them big nets and just suck them all up near the coast. So, anyway, a lot of issues. Hopefully, uh, yeah, the recreational fishermen can uh, have a little opportunity out there. So, yes, sir. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. You listen to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. We'll be back with more right after this. 
Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256 5783. That's 2565783. We have a new player on the field and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice cold Coca Cola and the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Whew! Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dawes Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511. License number 6286. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to... uh the Cane Radio Fishing and Hunting Show. And, uh, you know, just to show you, Rick, uh, quickly, you know, uh, over in the uh, state of Florida, they, they have a little, some issues, too, with regards, but their limits are a lot less. I think their limits are 10, maybe. Uh, I think it's, it's 8 not, or 10, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty small along with Alabama. Even Texas, I right. think, has a lower limit uh, mm-hmm. than we do. Uh, of course, they don't have uh, Mississippi and Alabama don't have the coastlines we do, but Florida and Texas have twice and three times is four times as much as louisiana right. does with their fishing but yeah. florida closed its speckled trout season throughout february in the western panhandle management region taking in the scambia that's pensacola uh, through portions of gulf county to not to include indian pass or indian lagoon but uh they See, go we, ahead, just, they, we were just talking about yeah, that. They yeah. go ahead and make uh, provisions, right. you know, to yeah. put a, to take the stress off. And uh, yeah. we see that some with crabs here in this area yeah. and other things. And I guarantee so, you, uh, Tony, that, that's got something to do with the spawn. Uh, when the fish come in to spawn, oh, they, yes. let it, they let them spawn and they reopen it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, uh, the offshore wind, the recreational fishermen won big when it comes to federal fisheries management plans after the federal district court in the District of Columbia ruled, confirmed, and reaffirmed the update historical recreational harvest data when it comes up to updating marine fishery allocations. And uh, this, uh, the ruling came after commercial fishermen interest moved to block an updated allocation, increased the uh, recreational take of red grouper in the, gu- in right. the Gulf of Mexico. So, uh the Coastal Conservation Association was joined by the Louisiana Attorney General on the lawsuit on behalf of the recreational anger. So uh, just to show you, the issue was the result of a new red grouper stock assessment that move allowed to take from 24% recreational to 76% commercial to 40.7% recreational 
to 59.3, while the percentages changed overall, increased the group of numbers, and they resulted in no debt loss to the com- commercial fishing interest. Just okay. goes to show you there, yeah. Rick, another mm-hmm. one uh, in that regard where, uh, you know, just making common sense, just take the stress off the fish. Yeah. You know, and uh, you want the, you know, and the commercial fishermen didn't lose out on anything, even though their percentages were lowered, but uh, they still were able to maintain uh, their uh, livelihood. So um, I think the same thing would come in, too. With, uh, well, already in one area, Tony, they're talking about they're not catching no fish over 12 inches, not many. Yeah, so that, that right there tells you something. You might know? have a call or two here, Rick. So okay. uh, let's see what we have on the line. Yeah. Good morning. You're on the line with Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Hey, good morning, guys. Shout out to here. Yes, sir. I've been gone this morning for y'all. Y'all sounding good on the air. Oh, yeah. Man. We are moving right along, moving right along. What you got, man? Just want to drop a little note. Uh, you know, we're we getting everything ready for our Beer Rider Gun Club's uh, the 7th Annual Fishing Tournament on 4th of July weekend. All right. A lot of, a lot of questions were raised of when we were going to have it, so we put out some feelers, and it's looking like we're going to have it the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday before the 4th. Okay. Um. They, we, that way you have Monday and Tuesday, you know, uh, the 4th is on a Tuesday. So it kind of hit us at a different time. And, um, you know, like you always said, man, we're always looking for help. We need to, we need That's to right. rejuvenate our board of directors. So we will be having a meeting Thursday, uh, at my house, uh, 630. We're getting everything together, starting kicked off and, you know, seeing who we could put where and what we got to do and what we fall behind on. So, um, the best way to do it is on Facebook page. I've been around a gun club. Or I can leave, you know, Tony, you can leave the number at the station. I have no problem somebody calling in and, okay, and, uh, and getting cell my phone number. Also? Yes, my cell phone, my address, all of that, okay. you know. Uh, that way, uh, we can just kind of reach out to people and let them know, man, you know, come on in. We need some help, and uh, let's get this thing rolling. Hey, uh, one one point before I let you go. Uh, we this morning dedicated our show to uh, Jerry Bouton, who passed away uh Last Friday, Saturday, Friday. And, uh, Chad, I know you worked with him for many years uh, with the Iberia Rod Gun Club. Could you take just a moment and tell you what Jerry did uh, through the course of the years he led the Iberia Rod Gun Club? You know, um, that's the second reason why I was calling in. Yeah, that was was a loss right there, you know. But when I first got in the club, that was 20-something years ago. And, uh, man, Jerry, Jerry wasn't president at the time. I think he was vice president. But, man... Saturdays and Sundays before the tournaments, we'd get together, and he would go to the site to get everything cleaned up, ready to go. And then for the tournaments, I mean, if anybody knew Jerry, it was 90 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. he's a workhorse. Uh, oh, yeah. You're right. He did He did a lot for the club. And, uh, man, that was back when we were having the bass tournaments. And, and uh, man, I think we'd have three or four bass tournaments. I don't remember how many, but, you know, throughout the year. And he was always on top of those things, you know. That was back in the day when we had to put all the boots and stuff together by hand and, and the tents, you know, by hand. It was a... Uh, it, it, it was a sight to see everybody get together, and he was good at keeping everybody, you know, together and, and keeping them moving forward, you know. Yeah, you're and right. always had a party going on. That's no doubt. Yeah. Always oh, had yeah. a party it going was, on uh, for y'all everyone. Y'all yeah. played hard. Y'all partied hard too. That group at yeah. uh, that time. Exactly right, man. Even with LWF, you know, Louisiana Wildlife Federation, he was a part of that also. And I want to say, Jerry, I know it was well over twenty years that um he was in the in the club and well over 10 that he was president i want to say it was it was almost 20 years of presidency but i i could be wrong we need to go back and look at some paperwork but uh i remember um michelle um giving him a big plaque for over 20 years of service and i'd be riding gun club at run of the rodeo so he was well you know well over 20 i want to say he probably had close to, to 30 when it's all said and done you know yeah wow 
Yeah, but yeah, guys, thank y'all for remembering him, man. Uh, you know, oh, I, mean, yeah. I know that means a lot to his family and all his friends and all his supporters for sure. Yeah, you're, right. you're right about that, you're Chad. Right, Chad. And stay in touch with us with the Iberry Riding Gun Club, so maybe we can recruit some more members for you. Absolutely, man. We just need help. You ain't got to be a member. We just need help. All right. All right, <laughs> boy. Right, right, thank y'all. Right, all right. All righty. Bye. Later. Yeah, Chad DeBlanc with the yeah. Iberry Riding Gun oh, Club. Yeah. And he's right about Jerry. I mean, his years, association yeah, with that club. A bunch of years, Tony. Oh, uh, just uh, what more can you say yeah. uh, in that regard? And the fourth so. to be here, Tony, before you know it. Oh, yes, yeah. sir, yes. Bob. Yes, sir, yep. Bob. It's so, rolling. Uh, yep. Anyway, uh, of course, I always uh, bad boys here. Uh, Agent cited a Lake Arthur man for hunting violations in Jefferson Davis Parish. And uh, Agent cited a 22-year for deer hunting during a close season, violating, violating yep. their quadpeds. Uh, night hunting regulation, hunting deer during illegal hours contribute to the delinquency of a juvenile and hunting without a basic hunting license. I mean, Man. duh. Yep. Anyway, the agents began investigating the alleged after learning he illegally harvested a six-point deer at night and two hogs on the night of uh, January 29th and early morning hours of January 30th. During the questioning, he admitted to the agents that he shot the uh, six-point deer with a thirty caliber rifle while he was with two juveniles near Highway 380. <laughs> Thornwell, not quite. I'm sure that's up in Jeff Davis Parish. Not sure where exactly. Uh, okay. Hunting deer during the closed season. Uh, hunting deer during the illegal hours. Eight, uh, 900 to $950 fine. 120 days in jail. Uh, hunting regulations uh, without a license. 250 to 500 uh, Hunting uh, without the... Uh, uh, each offense is $350. Contributing Man. to delinquency of a minor is a $1,000 fine. Six months in jail. Also restitution, you know, for the deer taking... Uh, some expensive meat, Tony, and then guess what? They take your deer. That, that's right. That's right. And uh, just amazing. So elsewhere, yep. too, uh, amended uh, uh, that Bell Chase had uh, a man cited for commercial red snapper violations. And we all know uh, red snapper, you know, uh, you yeah. got to live within uh, from Memorial Day to Labor Day. And then when they cut it yeah. off, uh, yeah. they increased it from two to three to four right. uh, some years. So uh, I'm not sure what that will be. I think uh, we're waiting on that report. But this guy uh, – uh, 41 years old, Bell Chase, five counts of failing to maintain records, five counts of failing to report commercial fish data. I mean, people like, you know, if you're going to go fishing and doing this, you, you need to keep up with the uh, regs. So, and a lot of these people don't, and they're adults. I mean, you should know better. Yep. Anyway, the tides for this weekend, Friday, uh, of course, the 10th. Uh, the sun rose at 651. It was set at 553. In the high and low tide chart, uh, the first low tide was at 1212 a.m. this morning. The next low tide will be right before noon today, 1146. First high tide was at 615 this morning. The next high tide will be at 640. Tomorrow, Saturday, the 11th, uh, sunrise 650, sunset 554. First low tide will be at 1259 a.m. That's going to be Friday night, Saturday morning. Next uh, low tide at 12.22 p.m. The first high tide will be at 8.13 tomorrow morning, Saturday. The next high tide at 6.22 p.m. Sunday the 12th, uh, the sun will rise at uh, 6.49, set at 5.54 in the high and low tide chart. The first low tide will be at 1.48 a.m. Saturday night, Sunday morning. Next low tide at 1.06 p.m. The first high tide be at 10:19 Sunday morning. The next high tide at 5:27 p.m. Average water temperature in Vermilion Bay Southwest Pass is a cool 67 degrees there, uh, yep. mm-hmm. uh, Ricky. And of course, as always, uh, we're here each Friday because of these fine people. Yeah, we got to thank our sponsors: Tony Alamo Hydraulics, Lowe's Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, and Home Run Pizza. And uh, remember uh, our motto too: yep. Kids that hunt and fish don't steal and deal.